friends, welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah Schulten Kranz, a survivor, thriver, adventurer, and believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from handpicked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Live Boldly podcast. I am recording this in July because I will be on the John Muir Trail for 22 days in August and September. That goes into why I have this 11-year-old guest, Lily Paquin, on today. She is leaving tomorrow to hike the John Muir Trail herself. And so I wanted to have her on and hear her wise words about what it's like for her, the learnings that she has while she's on the trail, and um, what you know what it's like for her being on mountain summits um, as a young girl. Before I start talking further about her, I would like to share that we have two Grand Canyon retreats coming up. They are five nights and six days, both in December over the holidays, over Christmas, and also again in January. Both are co-ed, and if this is something that you would be interested in, or if you're ready to transform your life, do a lot of growing, healing, learning, adventuring, and just having so much freaking fun in the Grand Canyon, give me a call and let's, um, or DM me, and let's set up a discovery call and see if it's the right fit for you. As a reminder, my book is also going to be released on November 10th. It is called Walk Through This, Harness the Healing Power of Nature and Travel the Road to Forgiveness. And with that, I am going to be launching something that I've wanted to do for a very, very long time. It is a monthly membership. It's going to be extremely cost-effective. We are going to be covering everything from trauma, transformation, healing, divorce, love, self-love, self-worth, what is your passion, what is your purpose, rediscovering who you are, transforming your life. We are going to have experts on, some of my favorite colleagues. It is going to be some serious deep diving and I'm really excited to bring all of this to you because it is a community that I've wanted to create for so long. It is called The Trail, a community for truth, inspiration, hope, and healing. If it is something that you would be interested in, please go in and subscribe to my newsletter at sarahshiltoncrans.com. I will be just bringing out all the information about books and retreats and monthly memberships um, as they unfold. So let's talk a little bit about, oh, this amazing young girl, Lily. So I used to be a teacher, and so interviewing her was just so much pure joy for me. Um, It was a beautiful conversation. Lily loves to read, write, she plays the drums, she is a hiker, runner, surfer, she loves Taekwondo, she also loves animals, and especially her three dogs and her cat. She has hiked the John Muir Trail, Trans Catalina Trail, and part of the Pacific Pacific Crest Trail. (laughs) I was on that myself, um, a little bit of it. I also enjoyed, she also enjoys hiking local mountains like Mount Baldy, Mount Wilson, and Cucamonga Peak. I actually asked her if she would hike a peak with me um, one of these days, and she said yes. So I'm sure we will be doing a little bit of picture taking together. Lily is, like I've said, really wise. And so I would like you to grab your journal, grab your pen. If you happen to have any uh, young people around you, I would highly suggest pulling them in and having them listen to this conversation because Lily is extremely, um, she's a very inspiring young girl as well. 
We had some really good deep conversation, um, probably a little bit deeper than what she even anticipated was going to happen. Um, but I love doing that to young kids. And it really was a beautiful, like I said, a beautiful conversation about um, being on the trail, her learnings, and also what she can teach all of us um, as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did being with her. Oh my gosh, Lily Paquin, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited too. This is so exciting. So I actually read a little bit about you. I was flipping through a magazine. Um, tell everybody which magazine it was. Um, it is the South Bay Health Issue. Uh-huh. And I saw your face and you were um, with two hiking poles and you were on a trail. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like the former version of me when I was a little girl. Not that you're a little girl, <laughs> but you know, you're younger than me. And I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, what is she up to? So I started flipping through and you are hiking the John Muir Trail. Yep. What the heck? Like, that's <laughs> so cool. Because I'm hiking the John Muir Trail on August 20th is when I hit the trail. So I saw that and I was like, okay, I have to have her on. I want to talk to you all about hiking and adventure and what got you into it and how much um, that, that you love it. I'm assuming you love it, right? Yeah. Doing it. And so I want to talk to you a lot about nature and what it does for you and what got you into it. And, um, and I just want to hear your story. Like I just, that's it. Like this is a platform for you to share your story because mm -hmm. I love seeing kids on the trail. Like it's so freaking cool. I love seeing kids and I also love seeing, um, uh, elderly people. Like I love seeing people that are much older than me on the trail. And I always stop and have conversations with them. People get annoyed with me because they're like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> I like to like talk to the younger people and the older people. And so, um, I had to have you on. So thank you for being here. No problem. So exciting. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell me your age. Tell me where you just like, just, you know, tell me a little bit about you, like what um, you like to do, how you got into this and everything. Okay. So I am 11 years old, and I got into hiking when I was probably, like, three, but um, I, like, really started hiking when I was about five, and I just love hiking. I love being in nature and, like, seeing all the scenery, and it feels so good when I'm done. Oh, my gosh. So what's the biggest trail that you've done? Probably the John Muir Trail. Yeah. So have you done the – so tell us a little bit about it. Have you done the whole thing, or have you done sections of it? Um, so I did, I think about like a hundred something miles of it so far. And actually tomorrow we're going to leave to do the rest of it because we were going to do, um, we weren't going to do the whole thing last year, but we were going to, we were expecting to do more, but then my mom sprained her ankle. So we had to go off trail, but now we're going to finish it. Oh my gosh. Who took care? Is it was just you and your mom that was on the trail, right? Yeah. So who took care of your mom when she sprained her ankle? Um, my mom did. Wow. <laughs> well, she kind of took care of herself, and then I would, like, rub her ankle at night and stuff. Oh, my gosh. So you have a really good relationship with your mom then, huh? Yes. That's so awesome. So it reminds me a little bit of my niece. Um, her first summit, I believe she nine. I think she was nine, was on Half Dome. 
in Yosemite National Park and I was with her. And then, so I started hiking with her. Um, she was like my trail buddy. And uh, so this is the first time though that I've been on a trail, a big trail when she hasn't been with me, which is kind of weird because she's mm-hmm. in college. And so, um, but she'll be with me in my heart. That's what I always say. I'm like, in my heart. So tell me a little bit about being on the trail for you. Like, what about it do you love so much? What's the, what's the draw for you? Like, why are you drawn into, I mean, most kids are like video games and like, you know, that kind of stuff. So a lot of kids are. So what draws you into nature? What do you love about it? Well, um, cause we're, at home a lot in quarantine and I'm usually at home a lot and I'm on my phone a lot which is one of my guilty pleasures but um whenever I'm out hiking I feel like it's just I just love being in nature and seeing all of the birds and like critters and stuff and whenever I finish one I feel so accomplished and I love being with my mom and having some time with her and I always meet new people on the trail, too, and they're all so nice. Oh, that's awesome. So tell me the most interesting person that you've met on the trail so far. Okay, so probably this guy named Lee. And one time when we were camping at this campground, he went out of town because he was going to see his parents, and then he got us all burgers, and they were so good. <laughs> Did you have a conversation with them? Yeah. Hey, and what? then we formed... We formed this little tramley with some other people too. Like, um, I don't remember the other guy's Brian. name. Oh yeah, Brian. And there was a guy named John and and Justin and yeah, and Lee. <laughs> I can hear your mom, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your mom in the background? Yeah. So, so her memory is much better than mine because I wouldn't remember the names either. <laughs> so tell me about, did you call it a tramley? Um, yes. Okay, well, that's my new favorite term. Can I steal it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a trail family. That's super cool. <laughs> a tramley. So, uh, so you formed a tramley. Okay, so where, where did this happen? Um, I don't really remember. Um. I just remember meeting them on the trail, and then we were all, like, heading kind of towards the same direction, so then we just ended up hiking together. Oh, that's awesome. So you've made a lot of friends on the trail. Yeah. So I have this thing that I believe in all of the people. Do you know what I do for a living? Did you even know? I don't even know if you know what I do um, I don't think so. <laughs> She's like, no, you're just some woman that asked me to be on her podcast. <laughs> um, so I actually, um, so I guide people in the Grand Canyon. So I take people down um, into the Grand Canyon and I work with them on a lot of coaching. So I talk to them about life and life experiences and why being in nature is so important. And I Mm -hmm. help them to get back to the core of who they are. And so do you know what that means? It's like, um, like like knowing, yeah, I don't really know. (laughs) Kind of like knowing who you are because, you know, when we're, when we're young, we, I have this belief, I believe that, and I was a teacher that we learn a lot about our life, obviously, like we're growing up and you're growing up right now, you're 11 and, you know, we are taught to uh, learn and to fail and to have our experiences and to do really cool things. And that's how we figure out what we want to be and who we want to be and what we want to do in life. Right. Like we learn all that when we're younger, like what, what makes, what interests you, right? And so Uh sometimes when we get older, this is a really good lesson for you. 
sometimes when we get older, we kind of lose track and we kind of forget like who we are. We get to this place mm-hmm. of like, what do I really want to do? You know, how many times have you yeah. heard adults say that? Like, what do I really want to do? And so yeah. I'm that person that helps people um, kind of get back to what's important in life. You know, what really makes them um, feel alive. And so I take mm-hmm. people on the trail and we do a lot of our work on the trail to get back to that. But you know what's really interesting? What? It's really interesting. So when I guide people on the trail, I always say to them, go back to when you were a little kid and what were the things that excited you when you were a little kid? So for me, it was uh, the age of 11 is when I started to really find that I love nature so much. And I would mm-hmm. sit there and I would watch snowflakes at night because I grew up mm-hmm. in the Midwest where it snowed. And I would just sit there and I'd just watch the snowflakes at night, like underneath the light. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have you ever done that? Um, I don't really live in a place where there's a lot <laughs> of snow. <laughs> but do you ever just sit like when you're sitting on the trail do you ever like just watch a spider or do you ever just like yeah yeah Yeah. right and what does it do to you what does it do for you it like kind of gets my mind off the physical pain that I'm having and if like I get like oh my god I don't want to do this and then when I take a break or something like a little rest then to get my mind off like all the hard parts I usually just like look at something to get my mind off of it. Okay, so thank you because you just taught all of the adult listeners why we do what we do, why I do what I do with people because as adults, we tend to ruminate on our problems and we tend to Mm -hmm. ruminate on like, oh, this is so painful and I don't know what to do and all the things. When we go out into nature, we learn to, it actually helps us. There's a whole scientific theory, there's a scientific um, proof that it actually shifts our brain. And so we, um, we no longer focus on the ruminating thoughts and it allows um, our part of the brain that brings clarity to come forward. And so that's why when I'm in nature with people, I always tell them, pull the little kid within you forward. So, so live a little bit from that child state and, um, and, and, and don't think so much from the front part of our brain, which is what we do, and allow yourself just to, you know, just to be present with the things around you, like the critters and the spider and the bugs and, you know, like laying down and watching the, watching the clouds. Do you ever do that? Yeah. Isn't it the coolest thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to do when you're in nature? Um, I like um, looking at the view when, like, I'm at a peak or something, and then I look at all the mountains, and then sometimes if you're, like, close to a city or something, you can see all the little houses, and it looks so cool. It doesn't look – well, okay, so let's talk about that for a second because I totally know what you mean. So when you're on a peak and you're looking out and you see all these little homes and stuff and you're, like, up there, what does it make you feel like? kind of feel like I'm on top of the world. <laughs> yeah. Does it make you feel like you can accomplish anything? Yes. Uh-huh. And so you know what? When I was going through some really, really hard times in my life as an adult, I would do that. I would go to the top of a peak and I would just look out and I would think, okay, wow, here I am. And like my problems, are they really that big? You know? Yeah. Because you're just like on top of this mountain. So what is your favorite, do you remember the, your favorite view on the John Muir Trail? Because, and I want to know this, because then when I'm on the John Muir Trail, when I step foot onto that view, I'll actually think mm-hmm. about you. 
So <laughs> what was your favorite view on the Gemery Trail? Do you remember? Yes. So, yes. We were, <laughs> so we were like almost near the top of Mount Whitney. And there was like this part on the trail where like, because usually it's like on the cliff edge, but then um, there's like a little hole in it. And then there was this beautiful like aqua colored lake and half of it had like snow and ice covering it. And then the other half had like just water and it was so cool. And then there were like trees around it and it was so cool. Okay. So I've, did you come up from the back side from Guitar Lake or did you come from the front side? We came from Guitar Lake. Okay. Did you camp at Guitar Lake? Yes. Oh, and I have a funny story about when we were going to Guitar Lake. It said like only there was three miles or five miles or something um, to the Guitar Lake. And oh, yeah, from Cab Tree Metal. Mm. And then to Guitar Lake. And then it just felt like 1,500 million miles. And then we were both so tired. <laughs> and then once we got there, my mom was, like, very frustrated about how long it took, and we were just very tired and wiped out. <laughs> okay. I totally feel your mom on that one. Um, because so because uh, I've actually capped, or camped so at Guitar Lake myself. I actually went fishing there. I caught the very first line that I threw in, I caught a fish. Oh, that's cool. Trout, right? I know. Did you take a fishing pole on your trip? Um, No. But oh, gosh. You can I usually really don't fish. fish, but... I really like it whenever my dad fishes and then he brings home um, salmon, which is probably my favorite. Yeah. So they have really good trout. And um, I was on the, so the last time that I did that, it was the High Sierra Trail. So that goes from um, Sequoia National Park to the summit of Whitney. And, um, and I fished along the way. But so I stayed at Guitar Lake and then we hiked up that backside as well. Did mm -hmm. you did you do it in the morning or did you do it during the day? Um, we did it in the morning because we usually do all of our hikes in the morning because in the middle when you start in the middle of the day for us it's harder. Yeah. But and then some people went like at midnight just to see the sunrise. That's at what the we top. did. That's what we did. Are you going to do it that way this time? Um, or are you not going to do Whitney this time? You're probably. I don't. I don't think we're going to do Whitney this time, mm -hmm. but seeing the sunset at the top seems pretty cool. <laughs> oh, it was really, really, you know what? I don't know if I, um, Whitney's a really, really hard trail and it actually, mm -hmm. I, I cried. <laughs> I, I cried. I literally was like, you know, when you get to the top and then you have to split off and you can either go down or you go, you know, you go to the left to go to the summit. From the yeah. back side, that's, um, we dropped our packs there, and then we kept walking, and that's when I started crying because it was really, really painful. It hurt. Um, yeah. But I would love to summit with you sometime. We're going to have to hit a trail. Would you like to do that? Yeah, that seems fun. Oh, my gosh. We'll totally do it. We'll hit it. it and even if it's a peak around here, have you done any of the peaks in Southern California? Um, I think about Baldy's in Southern California, yep. right? Not Baldy, yeah. yep. yep. Yeah, I do that all the time. Have you done any other one, like Cucamonga or Gorgonio or Zinfandino? Um, I think I've done Cucamonga, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Okay. Well, we'll you pick one that you haven't done, and um, I'd love to do one with you. That would be fun. Okay. So, um, okay. So go back to the moment when <laughs> – this is funny. When you, you and your mom were, like, so frustrated when you mm -hmm. were hiking that part because I've had that many times. Have you ever cried on a trail? 
Because you were in school? Um, well, not really for the physical, but definitely mentally, because I was very homesick on the trail. Aww. And then I started crying. And then there was this guy from the army. And this is kind of out topic, but my mom would kept on calling him a kid, even though he was 20 years old. And I just remember getting very frustrated with her for keep on saying that he was a kid. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you are awesome. <laughs> and then you're just like, I'm crying. Like just life is so much. But okay. So you, so the mental, the mental part of it is yes. Cause you do have to be, yeah. it really does. The cool thing about what you're doing right now at such a young age is that you're testing your mental, um, your mental power as well right now, which is really mm -hmm. cool to do. And the physical side too. I mean, for me, it's both. I get really, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person too when I'm out in nature. So I, Mm -hmm. feel very like do you ever do you ever, do you ever feel like the spiritual side of nature where you feel really connected um yeah I do feel like that a lot um I usually feel like um I like when I look up at the stars at night I just feel like I'm in a whole different world <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah like you're not there like like you're you're not alone right yeah you feel like that like you're not alone but you feel yeah. alone but you're not but you don't really feel alone you just yeah. feel like you know, in this whole like altered universe. I know. Yeah. That's how I feel too. It's super cool. Do you ever camp? Do you ever like not camp? Do you ever just like lay down on the ground and just sleep under the stars? Um, I've never done that before, but I remember on the John Muir Trail, um, I remember thinking, oh, that seems very fun to do. I don't remember what it's called, but my mom was telling me about how people sometimes just take a sleeping bag and then just sleep there without a tent. But then, um, on second thoughts, I was like, but what if, like, a bear comes in the middle of the night or, like, something <laughs> like that? It's just called cowboy camping. Yeah, that's what it was called. Uh-huh. So um, I did that last year with my niece. We carried the tent the entire way on the High Sierra Loop in Yosemite National Park, and we didn't use it once. Um, <laughs> we got to the point where we were, like... We, I think it was night five, night four or five. We were like, you know, let's see if we can do this whole thing without even using our tent. And we did. But the last night, my contacts froze in the case because it was so cold. <laughs> I woke up and there was like, there was, there was like ice in my contact case. And <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> you know, I was like, okay, maybe we should have put the tent up. But it was really cool to do it without the tent. You should try it. It's pretty neat. Just falling yeah, asleep. It was really neat. And you just put all your, you know, your bear, your stuff, your food and everything, put it far enough away where the bears, if a bear comes, you're going to hear it. So it's not going to go, I mean, it's going to go after your food first, right? So it's like, yeah, you know, but I don't know. I liked it. So when let's go, I want to go back to the frustrating part. Okay. Cause I know that there's, this is a, a really good metaphor for life as well. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what a metaphor is? Um, like something that you're comparing to another thing, but like not real, but like it's kind of hard to explain, but like, like I do know what I mean. Like you're kind of like using it as an example. Yeah. An example for life. It's a metaphor for life. So um, I talk to my clients a lot about this, like the reason, so when I was just guiding, for example, this last, I just got back last week from guiding a group mm -hmm. of women down into the canyon and they had a lot of times where they were really like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. And um and I kept telling them, I'm like, it's a metaphor for life. You know, we have yeah. times in our life that we have to get through. And um, did you know I'm writing a book? Well, I wrote a book. It's coming out in November. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right? 
and it's called Walk Through This. And it's all about how we, we have to walk through um, the thing, difficult experiences in our life in order to um, really truly live the life that we want, right? So like you go through the hard pains on the trail and then all of a sudden you're on a summit and you feel like you're on top of the world. <laughs> so when you are going through that hard trail time, when it gets really hard, what do you do? What do you do? Like, do you tell me, tell me what you do as an 11 year old girl? Like, what do you do? I usually tell myself that it's just one step in front of the other and then soon I'll finish. Um, I also think when it's really hard, I usually tell myself if there's like a bush ahead of me, I'll be like, okay, I just need to get there. And then I'll go there and then I'll be like, okay, I just need to get to that rock over there. And then eventually I'll get all the way to the peak. And then when I go down, um, I'm usually just like, downhill is not really as hard for me, but like it's using different muscles. So it's like easier in the first part, but then my feet kind of hurt because for some reason I've gotten to this habit of curling my toes whenever I go downhill because mm-hmm. I used to have shoes that were too small for me whenever I go downhill. So I would like curl my toes and it was like really hurting. But now I have shoes that fit me, but I still do that. Ah, that's interesting. So I do the same thing. I put like little benchmarks and I think that that's really important just for life too. Yeah. You know, like um, if there's if people out there, if there's anybody listening where you're starting a business, if you are um, just trying to get through, you know, certain things in life, difficult experiences, it mm-hmm. is about putting one foot in front of the other. And then also yeah. putting benchmarks out and saying, okay, I just have to get to there. Okay, now if mm-hmm. I just do one thing a day or one thing a week that can get me to that next step, eventually you're going to get to the place that you want to be. Mm-hmm. So you're really smart. What do you want to do for a living? Do you know? Like, I mean, um, I'm here watching you. Like, I got like a whole list of things that you could do, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what you want to do? Um, I kind of want to be a lifeguard. I also want to be an Olympic runner. I want to be a veterinarian. And I want to be a professional hiker, and I might want to be a fitness model. Okay, well, you pretty much <laughs> can do all of that. I can see any of those. I can see all those things. <laughs> That's really, really cool. So I used to be a teacher, and then I became a professional coach. So now I do like life coaching, leadership coaching. Mm-hmm. And then I became a guide in the Grand Canyon, and now I'm an author and a speaker, and I do this. <laughs> so <laughs> you can do it all. You can do yeah. whatever you want in life. That's what's so cool. And so mm-hmm. is this teaching you that? Is it like yes. being on the trail, does it teach you that? Yes. It feels like I can accomplish anything that I put my mind to. Yeah, that's really, really, really cool. So do you have any siblings? Um, no, I'm an only child, but I do have three dogs and one cat. Whoa. So I have a dog that has three legs. Oh, wow. That's so sad. I know. I know. He wasn't taken care of. Not, it wasn't me. I, I, I actually rescued him from a house where he wasn't being taken care of. And Mm -hmm. then he had to take his, he was going to actually be put down. And then I took him in. I know. And then we had to take his leg off and now he's the happiest dog ever. He's so, so happy. So if you well, go it's good that he's happy. Right? Isn't it? See, and like I told people, I said that that just even watching his recovery has taught me that it's that you can trust again when somebody hurts your feelings or does bullies you or does certain things to you that mm-hmm. they shouldn't do, you can trust again. 
Oh, also, my dog, um, we think that he was beaten up or something because we found him stranded in the middle of nowhere in Mexico, and he was dying of thirst and hunger. And so then my dad took him to us. And most of our dogs, yeah, all of our dogs that we've had are rescued, but um, probably Waxer, which is his name, oh um, he um, was probably the one that was probably in the most pain. And he's afraid of people in the army, and he's afraid of, like, shovels and bats and stuff. So our theory is that he was, like, beat up by a person in the army with a shovel or something. Oh, but, wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. Animals teach us so much. Mm-hmm. You know, they really do. And even, like, even, like, just watching them when I'm on the trail or if I'm, you know, out, like, on a peak or something, just watching the animals. Have you ever seen an animal, like, at a very strange place? Or have you ever had anything really um, wild happen to you when you've been on the trail? Um, not really. But there was one time when, oh, when I was on the Catalina Trail, there was a humongous herd of bison or like, yeah, a bison, yeah. and they were blocking the trail, so we had to go around them. So you're talking about on Catalina Island? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, that's a really beautiful trail, mm-hmm. by the way. I've done that. I've, I've actually run that trail. Oh, that's cool. Right? I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, there was a playground at Catalina, and then a humongous herd of bison once ran through grounds and I remember thinking I don't want to get hit by like or, like run over by a bison so it was kind of scary yeah 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 I know exactly what you mean they um they're huge those things are mm-hmm. huge I've been out running and I've seen them when I was on the trail and I was like gosh one of these things that they charged you which, they, which they've done we all need to respect mm-hmm. them right like, like that's their space mm-hmm. and um do you do you surf or paddle or anything because you live in um, Yes, I do surf a lot. In fact, I did surf this morning, but I didn't surf that much because the water was freezing, and then I ended up, like, going home because I was so cold. Okay, so I paddle, and I usually paddle, like, four miles out onto the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. So do you ever get scared? Um, not really. Sometimes, um... When I was in surf camp with my best friend, Sierra, we paddled out super far, and then we would jump off our boards and try to touch the bottom, and then we couldn't even touch the bottom if we tried, and then it got really scary because we would, like, dive down, and then our it would be, like, really warm, and then there would be, like, this level of really, like, cold water, and it would, like, really scare us, and we didn't know if there was, like, stingrays or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have any fears? Are you afraid at um, all of anything? I am afraid of big waves, but mm-hmm. not when I'm swimming, just when I'm surfing. And I'm afraid of creepy clowns. <laughs> <laughs> creepy clowns. <laughs> well, I don't think you're going to see one of those on the trail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. Big waves actually scare me, too. I've been mm-hmm. taken out by big waves, and that's part of the reason that I don't I don't go off of the beach. I go off of the harbor because I just don't mm-hmm. like going through big waves. They kind of freak me out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, I don't like being tumbled like that. Um, yeah. So are you ever afraid of anything on the trail? Are you ever just like, 
Have you, like, are you afraid? This is so fascinating because, and I want to, I mean, I'll get into like why I'm asking you this. Do you ever get afraid of like hiking at night or do you ever get afraid of like, I mean, anything? Um, sometimes I get scared if like we're hiking at night for some reason. I feel like something's like watching me or something. Like I'll, I'm really scared of mountain lions because I'm like, I've heard stories of like them attacking people. And there's a lot of birds on the trail, like, of course there are, but mountain lions sound like birds, so every time, like, a bird, like, chirps or something, I'm like, is that a mountain lion? So. <laughs> they do? I didn't even know that. They sound like birds? Yeah. I saw oh. a video of what they sound like, and they sound like birds, um, but I don't really remember, I just remember thinking that they sounded like a bird. I don't really remember how it really sounds, but, because I watched it, like, a long time ago, but. Oh, I'm kind of scared <laughs> about, like, whenever I go hiking, I'm, like, looking around to see if there's anything, like, moving in the bushes or, like, something like that. Right. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been afraid? Where you've, like, where you, you have pushed it too much with your mom or you're just, like, you know, scared at all? Oh, yes. <laughs> there was one time. Mm, yep. Here we I go. <laughs> on the John Muir Trail when there was like lightning and we were in an open field so we were trying to run as fast we were like hiking as fast as we could and on top of that we were really tired so we were trying to hike as fast as we could and uh, my mom said she's like Lily stay with me stay with me and I thought that was because of lightning but when we got back to camp and it was also raining and when we got back to camp she said that she saw mountain lion tracks and that really scared me. And then everything was really muddy. And when we woke up, the whole tent was, like, muddy and stuff. And it was also hailing that day. So everything was wet, including our sleeping bags, because the condensation went through the tent. And mm -hmm. that was just a horrible day. <laughs> <laughs> what did it teach you? Um, it taught me that even if something seems scary, then, like, it's very, there's very low chances that it will actually happen because for, for like, to be honest, I really thought that I was going to get struck by lightning or like get mm -hmm. attacked by a mountain lion, but really I ended up being fine. So this is why I wanted to bring this up because, um, did you know that we are only born with two fears in our life? Oh, really? Uh-huh. Isn't this interesting? So oh, we're yeah. born with two fears. The first fear that we're born with is the fear of falling. And the mm -hmm. second fear that we're born with is the fear of loud noises. Mm -hmm. And everything else is um, created by society. Like we, we're, we're, we teach ourselves to be afraid, like literally, like mm -hmm. this is what happens. And so um, when people ask me, like I just got done climbing uh, Mount Baldy, actually. Mm -hmm. I left at 2.15, 2.10 in the morning by myself. And um, mm -hmm. I was alone and I hiked it up and watched the sunrise. I made it to the peak at 510. And I mm -hmm. made myself some coffee and sat at the top and watched the sunrise. And it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because one of the things in my life, I'm 40, I'm going to be 47 pretty soon. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things in my life is that I've been conquering a lot of my fears because by conquering my fears, I'm overcoming the difficult times that I've had in my life. Yeah. And I'm realizing that so much of the fears that we have in life are really created by ourselves, you know, and mm -hmm. it's okay to be afraid of some things. Like it's very good to be cautious. It's good to be yeah. really like to, to make sure that we, um, 
are, are not uh, doing things just out of like, you know, just not out of irrational behavior, but mm. it's, so it's good to be cautious. But at the same time, if we are constantly afraid of everything, how do we, how do we succeed? Yeah. And so um, I was curious what you're afraid of because of that. Like, what are mm-hmm. the things that make you, that you go, you know, and then what yeah. do you, because really like you were talking about, could you, would you really be struck by lightning? I mean, the chances are very slim and I'm sure that your mom was being very cautious as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always cautious on the trail. Um, what do you do when you get afraid? Um, I really tell myself in my head that everything's going to be okay and then everything ends up being okay. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So you come back. So I always tell people that's like coming back to the present moment, right. Mm -hmm. And not sitting there thinking about the things that could happen if we do Mm -hmm. something wrong or if something happens, it's not about that, but it's about coming back to the present moment and knowing that you're safe right now. Yeah. Because the other reason that I tell people this is because if we think about all of the things that could happen that could go wrong, we miss out on all of the amazing possibilities that could go right. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, like, personally, I kind of love hiking in the rain. I love a good hailstorm because what comes usually after a good rain and a good hailstorm? A rainbow. Rainbow, right? Exactly. You can't have a rainbow without it. And, and, um, like when I was in one of the meadows, um, on the high Sierra trail, right before we got to Guitar Lake, you wouldn't have hiked there cause you came from a different direction, but we got to our campsite and it started raining and it was like pouring rain and it was cool though, to sit in your tent and to have it be pouring rain like that. But yeah. the storm went by and it was thundering and lightning and the storm went by and we walked out of our tent and like. Have you ever smelled the dew after a good rainstorm? Oh, yeah. That always smells really good. Doesn't it smell so good? Mm -hmm. And then, like, all the animals start coming out. And we Mm -hmm. saw, like, all all of these animals that came out, the deer that came out right after the storm. And it was so neat because it was, it was just, it just like, it was like a cleaning that we needed to have done in order Mm -hmm. for nature to come back out and play. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that that's what you think about. Do you ever do um, like uh, affirmations or like mantras when you're on the trail? Do you know what a mantra is? No. (laughs) Can I teach it to you so you can take it with you? Yeah. Yeah. So a mantra is like when we are um, having difficult times, like if we're like, oh my God, this is so hard. What I have my clients do during that time is I always say, go back to your mantra and think about something that um, feel into something that will help you get through this difficult part. So if it is, it's a belief. And so you say, I am strong. I am strong. And with every step, I always say, I am strong. I am safe. I am, like, what would you say? Um, I usually say, I got this Mm. or I can do this. Ooh, I like that. So that's, that's your mantra. That's what you do. That's what you say, Mm -hmm. which is really good. That's awesome. So mine is usually um, something like that too, like 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 I got this, like I got this. What mm-hmm. part of your body usually hurts? Um, probably like all of my legs, and mm-hmm. that's probably it. Sometimes my back feel or like like right here near yeah. my shoulders hurts a little bit from my backpack. 
But most of the time, it's more, it's usually like mentally hard than physically hard for me. Mm, yeah. So um, that's interesting. So I always tell people, I'm going to give you something else that maybe you can try on the trail that other people actually listening would like as well. So one of the things that I write about my book is that um, we have to have gratitude for our body and have gratitude for our mind to be able to do this type of stuff. And so I always imagine, like, this is what I do. Use it if you want. It's all yours. Kind of like I know you're going to use um, tram tramly. Is that what you said? Tramly? Yeah. I'm totally stealing that. So um, <laughs> one of the things that I do is I will sit there. If like my body really hurts, it's always my butt. I don't know why, but like my, my gluteus maximus always hurts when I'm on a trail and going uphill. It's always going uphill. Um, but I always sit there and I imagine, like I imagine myself giving my body a big hug. You know, like you got mm-hmm. this. I'm really thankful. And I talk to my body, like I'm thankful for my legs and I'm grateful for my feet, even though they hurt really bad. And I'll actually talk to them. And so maybe what you can do is imagine yourself giving your mind a great big hug, right? Mm -hmm. And just saying to yourself, I love my mind because it's so strong and it's helping me get through this time. Mm -hmm. How does that sound? That sounds like a really good idea. I'm going to do that next time I go on a hike, which is tomorrow. 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 So where on the John Muir Trail did you guys hike already? Um, we hiked from Horseshoe Meadow mm. to Bishop Pass. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the trail. Was it was it hard? Um, it was pretty hard. Some days were like really hard. Some days were pretty easy. Kind of depended on how much miles we hiked. Some days we would like hike fifteen to like or sixteen. I think it was probably about fifteen miles, and then some days we would hike just like six miles. So. It was kind of depending on how much miles we hiked. Holy moly, you hiked 15 miles in some days? I've done that. It, it's really, really, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a long day. Yeah. I can't believe how there's people who hike like 20 miles and 30 miles in a day. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> I, they, they, do, they, they start really early and they end really late. <laughs> that's what they do. So um, was there any part of the trail that was your favorite? Um, I don't remember where it was, but there's this part where the scenery was, like, really nice, and there was, like, this stream that was, like, going along the trail, and then there were these little marmots that were, like, hugging each other in, like, the distance, and it was really cute. Oh, yeah, it was the Bighorn Plateau, and then... That was where, where the marmots were, and then where the little stream was, I don't remember where it was, but it was, like, this open field with a bunch of flowers and then, like, mountains in the distance with a little stream, and it was so beautiful. Wow. So what are you most excited about with hiking this next part of the trail? Um, I don't really know. I'm kind of excited for the whole thing. <laughs> so are you, you're, you're, so you're finishing the second part of this section, though, right? Yeah. Awesome. So how many miles, do you know how many miles you're going to end up going? You must be going like over 100 miles. Yeah, I think like 135. Wow. Or 140. I don't really remember. It's something like near that number. So how long are you going to be on the trail? Um, Three weeks, approximately. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be on the trail just over, because I'm going to be on it for 22 days. 
So you're going to be on the trail about the same amount of time. So you are we get, so you're going to get off before I get on though. So that's wow, that's exciting. So how are you are you carrying all your food? Um my mom carries like the bear can and stuff, but I do carry some of my food where like there's I like carry a snack pack. Um like a belly bag thingy. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I do carry I think that's about it, but my mom carries most of the food. So she's really strong, <laughs> clearly. Do you, are you doing any resupply? Are you stopping at any of the resupply places? Um, do you know where the resupply places are? Yeah. yeah. So you're like, stopping at yeah. resupply places? You're not carrying everything straight yeah. through. Oh. So um, we're gonna resupply at Red's Meadow. Got it. Okay, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, you must be resupplying once. Yeah, we resupply twice. Um, what's the other place? The one we did last year. Or this year? This year we're VVR. Oh, it's called VVR. Ah, okay. All right. This is really exciting. <laughs> Are you gonna journal or anything along the way too? Do you do um, or anything? I usually bring a book, and then I write notes about it. This is what I'm going to do this year, because for my middle school, I'm going to have to read three books and take notes on them. So far, I've done two books. Now I have to read one more, which I'm going to bring on the John Muir Trail. Right, So you're because you're going into sixth grade, right? Yeah. You're going into middle school. That's really cool. That's, mm -hmm. so have you ever thought about writing a book? Um, when I was, like, really little, I used to write, like, a lot of books, and I wrote, I think, uh, about a hundred books so far, but, um, I like looking at them, and then my grammar was, like, really bad then, so it was really funny to look, and the stories kind of didn't really make sense, because it would just be, like, this person lived the end, or something <laughs> like that. And I would always just watch it, I mean, like, read it and be like, that, that's very weird of me to write something like that. But I really, <laughs> at least I'm being creative. <laughs> so maybe what you want to do is just start thinking about the lessons that you've had on the trail and then as an 11-year-old girl and then um, put them into a book. That might be really, really cool for other kids that are your age to, to read about the things mm -hmm. that you've learned along the way. Yeah, that seems fun. Um, last year, I was thinking about bringing, like, a notebook or something to write a book about every day. So I might do that this year if it's not too much weight to carry. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so what's the biggest lesson that you've learned on the trail? <gasps> That's a big question. Um, probably that you can do anything you can put your mind to. Mm, yeah, that's really good. Have you ever, have you done any speaking with people? Have you ever gone into classes and talked about your experiences? Um, no. I'm thinking maybe that should be something that people should listen to, right? They should hear you. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, it, you've got a lot, you've got a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So is there anything that you want to ask me? Um, not really. <laughs> yeah, she's like, not really? <laughs> Anything that you want to ask me about life or about um, the trail or about just anything at all? I'm totally putting you on the spot right now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I feel like I'm gonna come up with it in like at later of the day because I always like whenever someone asks me a question, I always come up with the answer like right as the day is like about to end or something, and it's really annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying. You're like, gosh darn it, why didn't I think about that before? Yeah. Right? I know. I know. I totally hear you, sister. Totally hear you. <laughs> so do you have any friends that like to hike with you? Um, not really. Not much of my peers are, like, into hiking, but they are very supportive when it comes to hiking and stuff. That's awesome. Is If there was one thing that you would like to um, tell my listeners and all of your listeners and the people that are out there, what would you like to tell them? Probably that even though in the moment it seems hard, it will always, it will, you'll always feel super accomplished. And if you give up, then you always, then later in life, you're going to regret it and think, oh, why didn't I do that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Has this helped you? Has all the hiking helped you with any problems? That, I mean, we all have problems, including 11 year old mm -hmm. kids. Like we all, yeah. is it, um, I know when I was 11, you know what used to happen to me? I used to get my hair pulled all the time when I was on the bus. It was really yeah. awful. Little things like that. You're not, they're not little. They're big. Like, you know, I was bullied yeah. and I had things like that happen to me. Um, has any of this that you've done, has it taught you anything in terms of like life and how to approach things? Um, it taught me that I should approach things with a positive attitude. Then instead of being, oh, I don't want to do this, and even if I don't want to do something, then I just tell my that I trick my brain into thinking, oh my god, this is going to be the best thing ever that I've ever done, and then it ends up being something that I love. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it's helped you to get over to to be able to um, approach life in a very positive way. And also yeah. to, um, to get over things, to learn how to get through things that are difficult in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. You are a really, really cool, cool young woman. I got to tell you. Thank you. You are so freaking cool. And I <laughs> look forward to hiking a peak with you someday for sure. I look forward to it too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm telling you, we will laugh. Do you laugh a lot when you're on the trail? Yes. Well, someone has to tell me a joke. I'll either laugh at it, but if I'm in a lot of pain, I just feel like this. Because I'm like, I don't want to hear anything right now. <laughs> but most of the time, I'll laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, I laugh a lot, by the way. Yeah. I laugh a lot. I find that humor is one of the best things to, um, one of the best ways to approach life. Like, we can find I agree. everything. It's just... Yeah. I mean, like, even just sitting there on a trail and watching people is just, like, I can find humor in so many things. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, because I think life is meant to be lived and we're, yeah. meant, to, we're meant to laugh and to – have you ever heard the phrase, um, what you focus on grows? Um, my mom's told me that before. I think my dad has too. Um, well, they told me something like that. They would say um, – if you commit to something, then you can, um, then it can become like a big thing that you can do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a little bit different, um, but maybe this will also help you. When mm -hmm. I, when I'm talking to people like my clients and people in my kids, I have three boys and, mm -hmm. um, and I always tell them what you focus on grows. So if you're going to focus on the light, if you're going to focus on the, uh, the happiness, if you're going to focus on, um, uh, what I mean by light is like, you know, we all have like the dark 
side of our, our life sometimes. And then the, the light mm-hmm. side of our life, the, the yeah. weird, right. And so I was telling them, if you focus on the things that are most important that to you, the things that like drive you and, and make you, you know, happy, that's the stuff mm-hmm. that you grow. If you focus yeah. on the sadness and the difficulties and the pain, that's going to grow. So yeah. what would you like to have actually be focusing on? Like, what is the parts of your life that you want to focus on, right? Being happy and positive and, like, the little moments, even if they're not that big, they will, they could make you, they could, like, make your day. Like, even if, like, everybody's out, like, my teachers and stuff are always telling the class, even if you smile at someone, that can make their day if they're going through a rough time and stuff. So, like, always pay attention to stuff that is really good in your life. So one day if you're feeling like sad about yourself or like if someone's being mean to you, just think about all the little things that people have done to you that make you feel good and stuff. You are brilliant. Thank you. It's so interesting because I always tell people um, we are all ripples for other people, like ripples of life, like for other people Mm -hmm. and our learning. And you are Mm -hmm. definitely doing that for a lot of people right now. And I just want to thank you. Because it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's no really, problem. Really cool. And you know what else, Lily? This is exactly you right here are the reason that I tell people there are iterations of ourself in our life. And like I started with this whole thing with you. Mm-hmm. There are there's that little girl like with me. There's that little girl within me that when I'm on the trail, I completely I always bring her forward and I always like have that part of me where I can see things. Um, through like different, through the wonder of a kid, right? Like mm-hmm. you, like as a child, we look at things differently. We see things, um, we see new things with so much awe and wonder. And as adults, yeah. we tend to lose that. And so that's why I always tell people, think like, look through the, through the eyes of, um, through that child within you, because it's so important. Because did you know that awe and wonder actually helps our brain and our, um, so that we don't feel depressed anymore and anxious. Did you know that? No, I didn't. That's yeah. cool. Isn't that cool? So mm-hmm. awe is one of the most important feelings that we can access in our life to help us so that we don't feel depressed and, um, and you know, like life is, is hard. So mm-hmm. you're doing that at 11 years old. Like that's <laughs> so flipping cool. It's so cool. <laughs> Thank so, you. You, my friends, you are always my friends. By the way, because you are now in my, you're now in my circle, I get to, mm-hmm. got to interview you, which is really cool. And when I am hiking up Mount Whitney again this time, I will be thinking about you, just so you know, because <laughs> I actually will be hiking up Mount Whitney. We're starting in Yosemite National Park, and we're doing the whole thing. So we will end on Mount Whitney on September 10th. So on September 10th, I want you to mark it in your calendar, because I will be thinking about you when I'm on that summit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so cool. And you are, you are the perfect example of why I tell people like, you know, access that little kid within us. Not that you're like a little kid, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because um, you have so much wisdom at 11 years old and you are seeing things mm-hmm. through the eyes of that 11 year old's vision, which is like completely cool. Everything is magical, mm-hmm. which is super cool. So <laughs> thank you. Is there anything else you would like to share with everybody? Um, I just want to say that you can do anything that you put your mind to. You are amazing. Thank I you. Freaking love you. You are. Amazing. <laughs>
Awesome. All right, honey. Thank you a thousand times over for taking this time out of your day, especially since no we're tomorrow and um, for letting me interview you. And I want you to be safe and to laugh a lot. And in the hard <laughs> times, think about the things that we've talked about in here, access and use those tools and get through the difficult parts on the trail. And then um, can we like have like, can we do like an Instagram live or something when I get off the trail? Have you ever done an Instagram live or a Facebook live? Um, I don't have Instagram, so I don't really know what that is, but I do have TikTok. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to do TikTok. Would you come over to my house? We can do like a, a, a safe social distance and we can do an Instagram live together. Would you do that with me? Yeah, that seems fun. That'd be awesome. And we can share trail stories and um, we'll do a Facebook live and Instagram live and we, we'll, we'll like share trail stories and stuff. <laughs> That, that sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. That makes me so happy. All right. Well, thank you for being on. I absolutely love you. You be careful. Be safe. Make sure you write a lot and um, have a ton of fun. So I wait. All right, honey. Bye. Have Bye, a nice day. You too. Friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I am grateful to have you here, and I would love to invite you over to sarahsheltoncrans.com to grab my free seven steps to a joy-filled life. I share these seven steps from my own heart, soul, and experience. These steps transformed my own life from victim to survivor. Also, please, let's all be a ripple effect of change in today's world. I ask of you to please share this podcast with others that may need to be inspired or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review, go to my Instagram or Facebook page, and let me know what you think. I love hearing from each and one of you. I love sharing your thoughts, messages, and inspiring words. Because we are not alone in this world, friends. Let's keep the ripple moving. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great remainder of your day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.